is Maggie Millard from Kinexus coming to you today with a blog post called The Top 10 Worst Things You Could Do on a Gimbal Walk. If you like today's episode, please find us on iTunes and rate and review the show. It really helps other people to find us so that we can continue to spread continuous improvement. Gimbal walks can be one of the most enjoyable and powerful learning opportunities for leaders but only if they're done in a way that promotes learning and avoids creating tension between managers and frontline staff. I've written about gimbal walks before, but I wanted to delve deeper into what not to do on gimbal walks. If your gimbal walks aren't going as well as you hoped, or if they're causing tension on the front lines, be sure you're not making any of these mistakes. One, standing up employees. While this one sounds self-explanatory, you'd be surprised how many times a busy manager or executive will cancel a gimbal walk when they feel something more pressing arises. If you plan a gimbal walk, you must show up. While there may be instances where rescheduling is absolutely necessary, make sure it's truly an emergency and not something that could, in fact, wait until after the gimbal walk. Often, employees must plan and adjust their workflow to accommodate a gimbal walk, Canceling this at the last minute not only wastes their effort, but can create the impression that their time is not valued by leadership. Luckily, after some time practicing continuous improvement and using lean tools like gimbal walks, managers will find that they don't need to put out as many fires as they once did, as planning and systems will prevent blindsiding in the future. This means there will be less temptation to cancel meetings. Two, just getting it over with. In the same way that not showing up devalues the time and efforts of staff, managers, and executives who show up only to rush through the gimbal walk are showing disrespect to the employees they're there to learn from. Don't rush employees or processes. Doing so only puts an unnecessary strain on the relationship between the manager and staff, but it can also lead to mistakes in the actual process being performed, which then falsifies the entire exercise. Three, being distracted. Like rushing a gimbal walk to get it over with, going through a gimbal walk while acting distracted, like checking your email or stopping to make calls, is disrespectful. The time of the employees leading the gimbal walk is as valuable as management's time. In fact, some may argue more so, as they're the ones providing direct value to the customers. So it should be treated as such. If you're at a gimbal walk, put all other matters aside, invest yourself fully, and take your time to get the most out of the experience and to build a relationship with the employees you're learning from, which of course is one of the main benefits of a gimbal walk. Four, teaching instead of learning. Even worse than not being engaged in the experience is going to a gimbal walk with the idea that this is an opportunity to teach your employees how to do their jobs better. Taking this approach will quickly make people feel like they're being criticized and can't go about their business in the usual way. A gimbal walk is a time for observation, understanding, and relationship building. While it can be tempting to intervene when you see something happening that could easily be improved, it's not the right time to speak up. Five, reprimanding instead of learning. While some leaders are tempted to teach employees on a gimbal walk, others may find themselves upset with situations they see and feel a need to stop the work and correct the staff. While there's a need to address safety issues if they arise, for other types of mistakes, this is simply not the time to change things. The purpose of a gimbal walk is to come to a full understanding of exactly what's happening on the shop floor, good or bad, for following up later, 
it's not the time to enforce policy or standards. After analysis and reflection, a gimbal walk may very well result in changes to documented procedures or to addressing training deficits that are creating deviations from the standard, but this must take place separately. Six, leading the Spanish Inquisition. While a gimbal walk is the appropriate time to be learning all you can about the process or situation on the floor, and the leader should be engaged in asking questions when needed, it's important to balance your need to learn with the employee's needs to complete their tasks. Asking a ton of questions about every detail of the work being conducted can seem like a good idea, but it can quickly become frustrating to an employee just trying to get the work done. Impeding the work in this way may also falsify the leader's observations as processes become held up. Ask pressing questions on the spot, but save larger questions for after the event. Bringing a notepad to write down all the questions you would like to follow up with later may help if you find yourself asking questions nonstop. Number seven, being the creepy stalker. On the flip side of not leading the Spanish Inquisition is behaving like a silent stalker. Too many questions can be stressful for employees, but no questions at all can be just as stressful. Avoid making the situation awkward by following the employee around silently taking notes as it'll make them feel uncomfortable and nervous. Again, perhaps changing the way they behave so that the process being observed is not the usual process. As stated earlier, a big part of why gimbal walks are so great is that they help build relationships between managers, executives, and frontline employees. No one wants to be friends with a person who doesn't make the situation comfortable with some small talk and a few questions to show they're interested in what's happening. Number eight, getting chummy. It is true that reprimanding, teaching, and questioning employees endlessly during a gimbal walk can all be counterproductive as employees will feel criticized and self-conscious. It's also true that being friendly is both important and a good way to counteract those feelings. At the same time, though, managers should be careful of taking a tone that's too lax. Gimbal walks are not management by walking around. Management by walking around is an approach that encourages management participation in the work affairs of employees, which often devolves into walking around and slapping people on the back while you say hi. A gimbal walk should be more than just a showy meet and greet with the team. It's fine to be social, but the goal is to learn about the process. Number nine, hiding the goal. We've talked a lot about communication here so far, but one piece of the communication between managers and executives doing the gimbal walk and the employees leading it is perhaps more important than the rest, and that is the goal of the exercise. If all employees don't understand the purpose of the gimbal walk, which is ultimately to improve conditions, processes, and instructions for all employees, then it once again runs the risk of being seen as a punitive process rather than a positive one. Keep the tone positive by clearly communicating that the gimbal walk is to find opportunities, not to find fault. Lastly, number 10, make it business as usual. Many leaders have organized personalities and love to make improvement activities a regular part of their schedule. When it comes to gimbal walks, however, variety is key. You do not want to perform gimbal walks at the same time of day and the same days of the week, as it may not give you a complete picture of the state of the value stream. Keeping visits random and unscheduled will prevent employees from preparing too much for a leader's visit, allowing them a real look into what the work process is really like instead of an artificially staged situation. That's it for today. I hope you liked this episode. 
For more like it, be sure to subscribe to the podcast or check out our blog at blog.kinexus.com.